This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, and welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat, and I am your host on this show. It may sound to some of you out there that I have a little bit of congestion here, and that would be accurate. I was uh, fighting a little something off last week, and then when the fires came here in Southern California and the smoke came with it, I think just because I had a little compromised immune system that somehow or another uh, it turned into something more than just a little whatever it was that I was fighting off. Anyway, so that's something I'm dealing with here, uh, which brings me to the topic, I suppose, that I would like to talk about and weave in uh, maybe some other stuff into it. Uh, but basically, last Friday it was, um, the fires, I th think they started actually Thursday afternoon or Thursday night at some point, um, but the fires came here in Southern Cal, uh, definitely were happening Friday morning. And I got a call from uh, Seth Huddy, who was on the show, that she was stuck in Malibu at the time and they uh, were under mandatory evacuation at that point but getting out from, through the PCH was nearly impossible. It took hours and hours, I think I heard four to five hours to get from Malibu to uh, the city. Anyway, so she was stuck up in Malibu with those fires raging on and pretty soon after she let me know that she was stuck up there with one of her clients, uh, actually a couple of her clients in the same neighborhood who live near each other, um, that the communications dropped, uh, the, there was no text messages, no internet there, the power was out. Uh, every, everything was pretty much cut off, except for somehow or another, she was able to find a little place uh, where she could get one barn. You could kind of have a conversation uh, that would maybe take 10 calls to actually complete the conversation. Uh, but I was able to stay here and, and get a little bit more information from uh, to her and to and to the people she was with uh, through her about what was happening with the fire because they didn't have information obviously they could see a lot of smoke and where they were they didn't know exactly how close the fire was now when i heard about this early in the morning one of the things that i like to do um, is to put people's names on the light list, which uh, MSIA, the Movement of Spiritual Inner Awareness, has a light list, which you can just put your name or other people's names uh, on this list and hit send. And it goes onto a list that a lot of people are sending light to and are praying for. Uh, 
And so if you go to MSI's website, msi.org, you can do that. So I put her name and the names of the clients that she was with on the list. And I also uh, knew a few more people in that area, in Malibu, um, in, and close to that area at least, in Malibu, that um, I just thought of at the time. And so I put these three other different people on the light list. And so I'm going to get back to that a little later uh, because that ended up being a really interesting thing and, and I highly recommend using the light list. So one of the things that, uh, to, to go on a little different subject, but I'll bring it back around. One of the things that I had some training in and uh, took classes and also had private training uh, by Siri, who did an episode here, our famous medic on this show, Siri. Uh, anyway, he taught me privately, uh, me and Zeus, and then I continued with some more training with him and then took classes and stuff on different types of emergency medicine and trauma and things of that nature. And I also uh, really geeked out on the equipment and all the different uh, stuff and, and have packs and things like that of that nature. So one of the things when I was traveling with JR, especially um, really towards the end of his life when he was definitely older and had a lot more health challenges. Um, we had full-time nurses and I was responsible for when we'd go on trips and we'd go on these long trips for maybe a month, maybe um, sometimes a little less, sometimes over a month. And so I had to, part of my job was to uh, make sure that the nurses had everything that they would need uh, in terms of their supplies and, and different equipment and things like that in case, um, and, and for any sort of regular event that may occur that um, for JR that he may need, that they may need in order to help him. And so I was responsible for making sure that we had enough supplies for that amount of time and packing it and uh, I would customize their, I'd get backpacks that were customized for them and all sorts of stuff because I really was into it. And then uh, in terms of the more dramatic emergency type situations, uh, we I had another pack that um, I would maintain and, and a whole kit that I had put together in the event of any more dramatic any more um, emergency type situations and especially when we were going to an area where it may be a while before we could get to a hospital uh, if we were out in different areas sometimes hospitals weren't nearby and so i wanted to uh, be able to handle a situation and to um, take care of any emergency situations that may come up. And a lot of that really was knowledge 
and it also so having the equipment and having the supplies and stuff that was really mobile and that uh, I could bring anywhere we were and that was low profile and wasn't some big thing um, that was definitely part of it but actually knowing what to do and how to do it and when to use what and all of that uh, it was definitely a big part of it so anyway that was a lot of my training so I've continued some of that just for fun I enjoy um, I really enjoy putting together those kind of those kind of packs and things of that nature and learning about the body and learning about how to handle um, those kind of situations so that brings us around to uh, when I was discussing with Sahadi um, her brother, Siri, who was on the show, like I said, the medic, he had found these really cool uh, all-in-one emergency packs that you could just keep in the back of your car. And so um, I had gotten, uh, we had all gotten them when he found them, and, and I got my own and, and got Sahadi one, and... Uh, and he had one and I did some modifications on mine because the, for the little medical pouch, because there's certain things that I like to definitely, um, have that are a little different than what comes with it. But in terms of what's out there, these packs, and I'm going to put a link on my site for, for these packs because they, uh, they're really great quality and the stuff in them is really great, great quality. And even though I make my own little modifications because, um, just because I like to, <laughs> because there's certain things I like to have, especially medically and, uh, also survival wise. But I, but as just, if you were just to buy this pack and just stick it in, in your car and have it with you, I mean, it really has, it's a really well thought out pack. Anyway, I and I modified um, all of ours. I got an extra, an extra couple of items, um, such as the masks, because sometimes you're with more than one person. So uh, I looked ahead and and thought out uh, that kind of stuff. So when somebody called me and was having me check up, and I was kind of coordinating, uh, I also talked to. A good friend of ours, uh, Matt, who's a, a fireman for the Los, Los Alamos National Laboratory, so he knows pretty much everything there is to know about fires, and uh, was getting advice from him uh, based on the information we had and the location they were in, and how, what to do when the fire came. They were close; to, they were very close to the beach. So they could just walk out right onto the beach. And then I was able to tell her, hey, look, you've got these masks in, that are really good quality masks that can get rid of the smoke in the pack in your car. So definitely take, make use of those. Um, but it, it really does help to have that kind of preparation. So I guess this is partly about that and, and about... Uh, you know, it's really a good thing to have have these things on hand so that when you get stuck in a situation where uh, there is a lot of smoke, there is things like that, you have these things um, available to you 
to use for your own health and for your own safety and for others as well. And so I had gotten a couple masks and, and added them to all of our packs. And so, um, so she had one for her client too. And, and anyway, so I definitely recommend to those of you out there, like public service announcement is that, you know, disaster preparedness is, uh, can be a really, it can be an enjoyable thing to prepare and think ahead if you like that type of packing and figuring things out like that. And it's also can be really beneficial uh, when you end up in a situation like that. And so she was able to get out eventually later in the evening. Uh, she was able to get out of Malibu and then the and her client and her other clients uh, were all able to get out. And then the three people uh, that I had put on the light list. So that's a story. So one of them, um, I hadn't, I didn't hear anything from him, uh, and neither did Sahadi because obviously communication lines were completely out. Uh, but later on, he recounted the story where he was staying at his house and he was um, hosing it down all day. And then in the evening, the fire turned and was coming at them and at their house. And um, he was still there with his kid and they were just hosing it down and trying to, um, trying to fight, just trying to be there so that uh, they could save the house. Um, and so eventually this wall of fire that was hundred or uh, just really high flames where you could just see these massive flames start just tearing through the neighborhood. And when it was almost on them, uh, he made the decision like there was no, the fire was just so big. There was no fighting that kind of fire with, with your hose and where he was, there was no firemen around in the neighborhood for some reason. And so he eventually at that point, when, when it was so raging and intense and coming right at them and right at the house, I uh, got in the car and was able to get out of there safely, him and his kid and uh, was very grateful to be there safely. And um, when finally got to town, you know, talked to us and, and he basically, uh, I mean, it was under the assumption that he lost everything and he didn't think he was going to be leaving because the fire didn't seem like it was actually going to come their way and, and never fired, never come to where he was living in Malibu. And, and so he hadn't packed anything up or anything. He just had what was on the shirt that was on his back and, and his kid and, but they were grateful to get out alive, but at the same time, uh, pretty, pretty bummed out, um, about just losing everything. So cut two, when the fire settled and things all settled down, they finally, uh, was able to get information from someone who went through, uh, who lived there, who was able to get back into the neighborhood somehow and looked at the houses. And amazingly enough, his house was 
totally fine. I mean, houses were burned all around. The fire that was just barreling down on his house apparently just missed it. And, uh, and one of the things that right before they left, when they were giving up the fight, um, his kid just said this prayer and, uh, and, and then they left. And I think that to me, it, it's no um, coincidence that, that, you know, I, somehow I put him on the light list and with all these people sending prayers and light, um, that this amazing instance happened. And, and in a way having, I also look at when, um, when someone prayers, like when his kid said that prayer, you know, you're opening to all of those other prayers in a way, in a, in a greater way too. So he had no idea that, um, put him on the light list or anything like that, but he was super grateful that his house didn't burn down after all. The, the second person, um, their house was, that I put on the light list, their house was in a, a really high risk area as well. And the fire came through and burned everything. And as far as they knew, their house was burned as well. And then someone was able to get a drone and flew a drone after the fires were out because you still can't get back up there yet. But they were, they flew a drone over the neighborhood and, uh, took pictures and sent it to all the neighbors. And this person there that all the houses around their house were completely burned and wiped out, but their one little house in the middle of all, all these houses, the picture is incredible, uh, survived. And, and so that was number two that, that I'd put on the light list, um, that had survived. And then the third one was right down the block. Uh, it was actually, it was a little bit of ways, but it was just not too far away from that house. And it was also in, in the fire, the, where all the fire was going to be. And, and that person's house also ended up standing and surviving. And I was, I didn't necessarily put it on there with anything. I was pretty neutral. I wasn't putting it on there to save their house, save them. I just put them on because I knew that they were in that area and they were in the fire. And it's absolutely incredible that all three of those people that I put on the light list, um, that their houses just did not burn down. And and the pictures are dramatic and the experiences are dramatic of the fire coming right at you. And then it didn't burn down the house and the, and the fire burning all the houses around this other house. And it didn't burn that house. And, you know, people can decide on their own what that means. But for me, I, uh, I really was impressed even after all this time and all these years that, that all of those people and then plus had inner clients got out safely as well. Um, so, so I guess what, uh, what I'm sharing with you is these stories of, you know, what the light can do and what it does do. And that's not to say that if you put your, the, the light, you know, on something or you, you ask for the light for something or you put, 
your name or situation on the light list that that your house won't burn down or that something um, won't happen like that. But what I find is that the light has a way of um, bringing what is for the highest good, especially if that's your intention, what's for the highest good. And often what is probable and what is likely uh, can be shifted into something of a better, of a higher nature. And sometimes that still includes that there is destruction, um, that there is, you know, sometimes that does include our houses burning down and us learning from that and growing from that experience as well. Um, because there is, a, there is value in all of these experiences we have if we use them for our upliftment and our learning and our growth. Uh, and, but I encourage people, you know, if, if you choose, you can go to msi.org and, and I think actually they call it the prayer list on there and you can hopefully find that link. And, and if you want to just try it out and add people, uh, who may be going through challenges or yourself or your family, loved ones. And I use the light list often, especially when I need extra light or someone I hear of who I know uh, who needs extra light because of what they're going through. I put their name on that. And it's great because there's a lot of people who are praying for them, who are putting the light, um, sending the light their way and they're doing it you know, generally speaking, in a much more neutral way because they're not attached to that person or what happens to that person. To them, it's a name. It's just another person. Um, and so sometimes that allows that light energy to come through uh, cleaner and clearer um, because if you're, because they're not putting all their attachments and their um, wants and their energy onto it and not to say that the light won't work anyway, but I just find that um, I find a great value in using the light list. And so th the fires recently really brought that um, to my attention in terms of having some good stories to tell you about that and also encouraging you wherever you are living to uh, have, have your emergency plan ready and to have um, some basic supplies in your car or in your house and and just think these things through so that uh, so that things can be more graceful if you're confronted with a difficult situation. Anyway, that's all I have for you today. Hope you enjoy the show and uh, you can get more information on transcend.online, which is my website and look forward to um, hearing you and talking to you next week. And in the meantime, uh, please send light to the fires, fires here in Los Angeles and Ventura, and also the fires up in Northern California, uh, which have also been particularly devastating to the communities up there. And uh, it's interesting because just a couple episodes ago, which uh, was just released recently, I think, one of them at least, um, 
I was traveling through that hurricane zone in Florida and talking about the light that we can bring to these areas where there's been natural disasters and devastation. And um, I actually went up, I, I had an appointment and it just worked out that way where I ended up um, going through some of the fire zone just the other day. I mean, they just opened up, opened up the freeway and opened up um, a little bit of that area. Most of it was actually still closed down. But uh, I was able to get to my appointment and, uh, you know, brought the light, did the light calm, sent the light to these areas, these areas where there's been this devastation and this fire. And um, so I encourage all of you, it's always great if you could be of service wherever you are and just send some light our way down here in Southern California for our fires in Northern California for their fires. And uh, God bless you all and have a great week. Have a great, happy Thanksgiving and we'll talk to you soon.